Is this thing on? Welcome to the safe space you didn't know you needed. Pour a glass and join us. You are now tuning into Goddess Culture with Jordan and Shanice. Episode 67. We can't keep up with the unrealistic expectations of us. Check out this episode to hear how we live our best lives and give zero fucks about what other people think of us. From relationships to the workplace, we're living unapologetically and authentically. All right, welcome back to episode 67 of Goddess Culture Podcast. As always, if you listen and you like what you hear, what you hear, can I speak? Um, comment, rate, subscribe, and send to a friend. Drop it in your group chat, you know? We be talking about real shit over here. Facts. Um, let's jump right into the news. What's going on with this monkeypox shit? I'm actually scared. I'm inside. I'm thought, back inside. I thought it wasn't real. I'm back I literally saw a video of a girl who documented her journey. Yeah, I saw that. Why did it look like that? Yeah, it looks crazy. That's enough to make me not want to look in the mirror ever again. She said she worked at some place where she handled a lot of people with money. Mm -hmm. And she probably touched her face or something. You know, the crazy thing is people are trying to say it was like, oh, it's spread through like sex. And they were trying to make it seem like gay men or whatever, like with it. Oh, It was giving big um, AIDS vibes. And that's not the truth, y'all. It's I've looked it up. I mean, I'm no scientist, but it's spread through skin to skin contact. So anybody close can give personal it to anybody. contact. It could be spread through like if you have it, you call from somebody and you take their spit in your mouth. Yikes! You know what I'm saying? So it's just like any. It could be spread just like any other sickness or disease. You know, it's not like because you have sex with somebody you'll get monkeypox. But if they have it, you might get that shit. But that just goes to show that you shouldn't always listen to what people put out there. Yeah. Because that was the first thing, like, everyone was saying it well, was spread through that. And the like, crazy thing is Fauci said cool. it out his mouth. Did he really? He did. And not it, spreading it, misinformation it, to the public and you're the head of the CDC. You know, and that's very scary. I think mm. two things can be true, right? You can, you can, if you have monkeypox and you have sex with somebody, you can get it. But you can also be a cisgendered person in a relationship, a male-female relationship, and still get monkeypox. It's right. not like, oh, if you are a man and you have sex with another man, monkeypox, bitch, like, that's what you get. Yeah. That's what they were trying to make it seem. Yeah, and I were. hate that. I hate that. Um, Yikes. But, yeah, apparently it lasts two to four weeks. Um, and it's like a whole slew of symptoms that people were experiencing, migraines, um, like cold sweats, shit like that. But it the I guess worst of it is a skin rash that has to like fully work its way through your system. So say all this to say, I mean, if you ever stopped washing your hands and sanitizing, you should probably pick that habit back up. What? Um, you know people are nasty like that. Um, so if that's you, yikes! I hope it's not you. It, it can't be our listeners. No, it can't be. You know what I'm saying? We give very clean girl. Yeah. And I can't imagine y'all listening. Don't do that. But if you know people who don't watch, just stop letting people touch y'all. Yeah. You know? I would just go back to wearing masks mm-hmm. and um, try to protect yourself. And to Jordan's point, wash your hands nonstop. But I feel like I've never stopped doing that. Like, yeah. I didn't have to start when the pandemic Right. Hit. <laughs> like, I was already doing it. <laughs> that was that was part of my hygiene practices anyway. Uh, but yeah, enough about the scary stuff. Let's talk about um, Beyonce's Renaissance. I haven't listened to it. Let me tell you, I... I know you're going to tell me. Listen to it <laughs> three times. Only my third stand. listen. I'm a, I am, I love Beyonce, and I'm not, like, I'm not defending Beyonce on the internet. Like, I'm one of those <laughs> fans, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to enjoy my shit. If niggas don't like it, niggas don't like it. That's not my business, but... um, No, I'm, I'm listening to it, and somebody, I saw someone tweet, like, oh, is this better than B-Day? And someone was like, B-Day was her temper tantrum. Renaissance is Beyonce after therapy. And I feel that. And I'm also a, a bitch after therapy, too. So mm. it's hitting a little bit for me. Yeah. It's very celebratory of self. Okay. Which I love. And Beyonce's really been in her, like, body positivity, like, big yourself up bag for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that there's a whole album that is, like, about celebrating yourself, about celebrating the people you love, reminding yourself that you're that bitch. My mom's going to hate this episode. Sorry, I'm cussing a lot today, babe. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have nothing else to say, but Sorry. <laughs> But no, it's, it's honestly, it's such a vibe. I think it's perfect for, like, the season that we're in. It's very upbeat, and people need that. I can't wait to listen. Yeah. I'm not, like, I love back in the day Beyonce, Crazy in Love, I Care, like, mm-hmm. those, like, super. Ballads. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Beyonce is a great musician, mm-hmm. so I know it's going to be amazing, but I'm also not, like, running 
to listen. To listen. But I am going to. Yeah, understandable. Like, and this is in. not gonna this is not the album that you have a glass of wine and a man just pissed you off and you can turn on a song and you that right. song will like talk about how you feel. That's not this album, so I get that if that's the Beyonce you were looking for. Because I too was like, where's the song that I'm gonna like belt at? But like I was just great. letting it play. And I was I, f- I found myself mid song never listened to the song before talking my shit like oh. not you knew the song before. yeah literally <laughs> it was like three fourths of the song I didn't heard the chorus twice I'm in here. I'm in here I'm singing this shit like I know it like uh, it's giving you know the song I already word. put some captions in my captions um, um de- well you know what you need to give me some captions I sure will I have a whole note and I think at this point I put at least three or four new ones in here directly from the Beyonce album the new Renaissance album. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you haven't checked out Beyonce's album, you know we love you gotta support. Because Jordan <laughs> Jordan's gonna be talking about it for at least the next couple episodes. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, also wanted to just put out there that we are looking for a sponsor. I know you guys hear our new little episode announcement at the beginning of the podcast and you hear my voice and you're probably like, hmm, she sounds very professional. Mm-hmm. She does. That is a we need a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> voice, okay? That voice is brought to you by somebody who's willing to <laughs> someone who's willing to pay for that spot. So we are just putting it out there to our community because we want to start here first. Um we are looking for sponsorships as well as you know, we feel like we're ready to join a network. Yes, from your mouth to God's ears. From our mouths to God's ears. We are ready to take the podcast to the next level mm-hmm. um we did the work we took breaks um and we came back and now we have a lot of shit to say um but we're looking to make a little bit of money from it you know, it's <laughs> time it's time and it has been an investment out of our pockets since 2017 um so we're looking to you know really branch out so if anyone knows of or seen any opportunities please slide in our dms or um you know, send us an email. Yeah, but what I will say to that too, and just to like paint a, a better picture for people who may have some insight. Shanice and I started this podcast in 2017. We really ramped it up 2018, 2019. COVID hit and things kind of like changed. It changed a few things from 2020 till now. But even despite all of that, um, the like two year hiatus, well, year and a half hiatus, and like the way that travel has like slowed us down a bit too. I, we really genuinely want to thank everybody who's contributed to these almost 33,000 listens. Crazy. Um, this is with like us not having not one ad running for the podcast. Ever. Um, it's not for like paying for listens or paying for numbers. Like we never do that type of thing. This has been a labor of love, all organic. And when I look back at our listens, this is just on one platform. I couldn't tell you what happens on Spotify. I couldn't tell you right now what what's happening on Apple, but SoundCloud alone, we have almost 33,000 listens, and that is such a blessing. Um, people listen from countries all over the world. Like, it's Crazy. quite insane. Um, just to name a few, the UK is one of our top. Australia, Canada, Germany. Shout out the UK. Russia, Ireland, and Japan, it. Spain, <laughs> France, Nigeria, Netherlands, Jamaica, like Trinidad. It keeps Let's going. Go. It keeps going. And we just we couldn't be more, like, humbled by it, but, like, excited. And I guess that speaks to, like... People be listening to what we have to say. So if you know somebody who would like to sponsor a podcast or would like to put us on a network, let us know. Yes. Um, we'll jump into the affirmation. This one isn't really an affirmation. It's truly just a quote, but it fits. So I'm going to say it. Apologies are only as good as the intentions behind them. Words are easy to say, but actions are harder to fulfill when the energy behind them isn't genuine. So I got this. This is actually a tweet, and I'm going to find the source in a moment. Um, I want to make sure that I, I give credit to the right person. Billy Chap Chapter on Insta on, on Twitter at I am brilliant with a Y. We'll link it in the show notes. But um, it's the truth, and it's it's kind of like a, a continuation of like the the accountability conversation that Shanice and I have all the time. But it's truly not enough for someone to say I'm sorry. You can see your say your I'm sorry until you're blue in the face. But if your actions don't change. Why would I believe it? Why would I accept the apology? I don't accept apologies that come in the form of words. I accept apologies that come in the form of cash and changed behavior. <laughs> and those that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Cash and changed behavior. So, yeah. Next time you want to apologize to somebody, make sure it's not for the sake of smoothing things over, but it's for the sake of being better in that person's life. 
I'm telling you. Honestly, I think that if your intentions behind the apology aren't pure, you probably shouldn't apologize. Yeah. I almost feel like, because, okay, I hate to bring it there, but the Bible says to forget, forgive. God wants us to forgive, right? Um, so at times, like, being a Christian, I feel like, all right, I'm forgiving you, I'm forgiving you. But if I'm forgiving you about the same things constantly, you're basically telling me that you don't really give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't. Your apology is just words to make me feel better in the moment. Your mm-hmm. actions have not changed, and if your actions aren't changing, that that tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. Um. And I feel like we talk about this every episode. Like, watch what people do and not what people say. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, your whole perspective on life will change. Everything will start to shift, and you'll start seeing people for who they actually are and not for who they say they are. Yeah. I would say, at this point in my life, that I don't... I literally don't listen to what people say anymore. You can't. I I truly do not. Like, first of all, I just... T for time. How are you seeing that? What? Those words. They're so tiny. (laughs) Let me just say, we have a very professional setup. I want y'all to know (laughs) we are are in my closet with two laptops. And Shanice's font is on negative three, and mine is literally on 58. So I'm trying to figure out. (laughs) I digress. But yeah, I just... I just can't imagine like following what people say anymore and there have been people who try to make their way back to my life and mm. all you do is talk your actions have not changed at all why would i let you back in this sacred space of mine right yeah we can only take people back who take accountability and take action yeah amen sister but honestly i'm gonna circle back on that yeah. i don't know if i'm in the place of taking people back at all to yeah, be honestly honest. no think... we could forgive and not take them back yeah have I... not have them back here right yeah and God has put it on my on my heart to make sure that, you know, if I forgive you, I, I truly forgive you and I don't just say it. So if you haven't heard me say I forgive you, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I'm based. working through it. Yeah, that's right. Because we are women of our word also. I'm not going to say Period. I forgive you is cool and then me still be harboring emotions. Exactly. I thank you for your apology. And I'm going to leave it there <laughs> until I feel otherwise. Until I feel otherwise. And then I'll circle back. Yeah. Um, I'm bossed. So our unbossed this week is Vic Styles. Uh, she has two brands, Black Girl Smoke and Good Day 4. Um, and essentially, she's a lifestyle um, influencer who has built a really good following around breaking the stigma of black girls smoking. So Black Girl Smoke, one of their taglines is erasing stigmas, color lines, and gender bias in the weed industry. She has a cannabis company called Good Day 4. Now, I'm not exactly sure how you purchase it and how you can patronize but what i will say is black girls smoke has events workshops blogs speaking engagements all that kind of stuff um most of it happens in new york um it's where she's based so if you're on the east coast and you're in the new york new jersey area make sure you follow them at black girls smoke um you can follow vic styles at vic styles on instagram and you'll get details on all the events but they do some pretty cool shit um i've seen kahina of self-care coca post um, about the events and actually Shanice and I went to an event they had a workshop about how you can smoke and still be productive right so of course some of the tips around what you eat and making sure you're not like doubling cannabis with sugar because it leads you to a crash very quickly if you're somebody who smokes and sleeps that's probably it um, they talked about microdosing and moving your body and like basically how there shouldn't be a harsh or a negative stigma attached to people who choose to indulge in cannabis or cannabinoids. Um, and I think it's it's a good thing that people are having these conversations because for so long, you know, there has been a stigma. There have been preconceived notions about people who smoke or people who indulge in cannabis. So Vic is out here doing the Lord's work as far as I'm concerned. Listen, the workshop was very informative. Um, I will say like, as someone who dibbles and dabbles in the medicinal use of cannabis, <laughs> um, the workshop was very helpful. I think a lot of the stigma around it really stands out that, you know, people think people who smoke weed are lazy and they're not doing anything and they're sleeping all day. I don't want to say that is everyone, the, the like every single person who does it, but maybe there's a small section that fits that stereotype. But in my opinion, if you're indulging in a, a appropriate strain um, around people who, you know, are 
uplifting you or you're maybe working on something creative, it can definitely be something that can help you through that. As well as if you're tired. I know some people who smoke a little bit right before they go to sleep just so that they can go straight to sleep. Like it has so many different uses and it's to really find what works for you. And I don't think it's for everyone. Like I don't think everyone should just smoke weed like I think you have to figure out like what your body needs from you and Mm -hmm. you know what you're doing um you know with in conjunction with smoking weed to actually get the the best effects of it Mm -hmm. and I think Vic was super knowledgeable I love the stretching I love the free samples I love Mm -hmm. the informative um worksheet I'm like one of those people who is like more to myself and like more reserved but I could see myself you know going to those events and like Mm -hmm. feeling comfortable and not feeling weird so I loved everything yeah I'll jump in that conversation and also say you really do have to know yourself and know your limits because I think it's naive to say you know anybody can smoke and everybody reacts the same way no you obviously you know cannabis affects everybody differently you have to know your limits you have to know what you're capable of you have to know your preferred methods of indulgence. Like, I'm truly... I'm not really a smoker. I'm more of a, like, edibles type of girl. But I'll smoke every now and then. But I also know, like, how to microdose and how not Mm -hmm. to, like, jump off the deep end, you know? Um, But I also want to say, building on, like, this is a stigma-free space, like, I know CMOs and entrepreneurs and chief financial officers and people who are in the executive suites and businesses in Fortune 500s and Fortune 100s who indulge yeah you know like you are able to be as successful as you want to be so long as you know your limits know when you can take a break and when it's time to take a break know that you're not using it as a form of escapism but as a means to like fit into your self-care your own self-care practices or what brings you joy but yeah check out black girl smoke check out good day for vic styles and if you see him at an event tell him that uh goddess culture sent you yeah um actually if Vic is listening if you want to just slide <laughs> on by the details on how we can purchase um we would love to know yeah, and shout out to their social media manager Ashley we sh- we made some good connections this week so Ashley we'll be reaching out if you are listening to this episode yes into the goddess chat yes um let's talk about not giving a fuck or giving one um, I'll I'll start with like what kind of had me thinking about this topic today. Have you allowed other people's expectations of you to change the way you live your life? Yes or no? Not anymore. Okay. Um, I think growing up, there was a lot of expectations. Like mm-hmm. you're going to college, Let's you're doing this, it. you're doing that. Oldest. Yeah. Firstborn, first like born, you know what I'm saying. First, you know the girl, the girl, the firstborn girl. Okay, yeah. can we talk Heavy about it? Is the head who needs a um a self care group just for being the the <laughs> we first need a support born group daughter? For sure. No, a support group for real. <laughs> so all of those things, but I don't think those things were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was young and a little bit more like carefree, so I definitely needed direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and those expectations from my family gave me something to look up to but they never like forced me to do any one thing like mm-hmm. I always had the option to like do something better or do something different yeah um but as I grow up <coughs> that expectation grows huh? that expectation sure grows but my not giving a fuckness level has reached its peak oh man babes I'm through, there through the roof these days through the roof like I really don't care yeah. like I don't um I pay my own bills. I spon- I pay for my entire life. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm financing Shanice. Yeah. So, I have the last say. And honestly, I told y'all before, my priorities are so different than, like, everyone else's. Or what people may expect someone who owns a freaking digital marketing agency to be. But my priority is to be happy and enjoy my life. And other people's expectations never lead to my happiness ever. Yeah. Ever. That's amazing. See, for me, for a long time, they did. And I don't think... I think I got to my 25th year of life before I was finally like, girl, you have to stop giving a shit in a real way. Like, <laughs> Not in a real way. In a real way. Like, to your point about, like, there was a lot of expectation as the firstborn, as the oldest daughter. There was a lot of expectation. Although my family never... It was never to the point where, like... 
I felt depressed as a result of their wants and wishes for me. It was it just felt like I had to be perfect. Mm. And that right there is... And, and you went to see them all. Oh, my God. What we're not going to do... <laughs> <laughs> Shanice has this thing that, like, Seton Hall... People who attend Seton Hall have this, like, perfectionism thing. We might just a tad bit, but listen here. My, my sister this... also attends Seton Hall, so it's not like... I'm not biased. Like, <laughs> I have someone, you know, who's my sister, my blood sister, and someone who's, like, my real-life sister, so it's like, I see the same things in both of them. <laughs> yeah, it's super crazy. No, actually, I can understand that, but... It started, like, when I was so young. Like, my family literally thought, like, my shit didn't stink. Like, I was just, like, the best thing since sliced bread, which was cool and fun and all when, like, you're young and, like, you have no responsibility. Yeah. But then you, like, get a little older and people start expecting you to, like, go to college and, like, what do you want to do with your life and all this stuff. What I will say is my family never, like, had a vision for my life and then worked really hard to make me want to fit into that vision. They just wanted me to be the best version of me I could be. Right. Which is a beautiful thing, and which is why I don't think I was, like, one of those crazy people who, yeah. like, jumped off the deep end as a result. Like, right. I'll, I'll truly say my mom had big expectations for me, but she also wants to see me happy first. And that I, like, absolutely right. love. But I had to learn that I was, like, yes, my family put a lot on me to, like, be good, but no one ever expected perfection. I took what they said, what they thought about my life, and thought I had to be perfect. Mm. You know? And it wasn't until I was 25 so I realized, like, nobody's expecting perfection from you. They're expecting you to, like, ask if you need help. Yeah. Be great. Sure. Yes, we want to see you do, you do your best, but we know you put your pants on the same way we do. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just thought people wanted me to just yeah. be the super Jordan. And that's how they treated me. So I thought I had to keep mm, up with it, you know? I could see that. Say all this to say, I made a lot of decisions in my life because of that. Mm. Like... If it doesn't make me look perfect, I can't do it. If it doesn't mm. make me look like the good girl, I can't do it. Mm. If this feels a little bit too out there, too far out, I can't do it. Now, babes, <laughs> fuck it phase, okay? Welcome. I love this in the, for you. In the midst of my fuck it phase, and it feels so good. Like, honestly, 25 was when I was like, you should probably start to care about yourself and not what other people think. 27, 28 is when I was like, oh, we're in here. Yeah. Um, we're truly, fully in the midst of doing what I want to do because it feels good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it looks good on you. Thanks, sis. It really I does. Because I feel like people are so ugly when they're carrying the weight of everyone That's the else. truth. You start to look crazy. I mean, just like a dark cloud that follows you around. Yeah. Yeah. I realized, um, like, at a young age, that, like, I felt like I was just, like, a little bit different mm-hmm. in the sense of, I was always like willing to be like my alter, like myself, like transparent, like at least genuinely who I am. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like a lot of other people they weren't living in their truth. Yeah, they I've were... always gotten genuine from you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, this girl means what the fuck she said. Literally, like <laughs> sometimes it doesn't sound the best, but like from the bottom of my heart, my intentions, from, yeah, it's from coming a from a, a genuine place. So. I feel like a lot of people aren't living in their truth. You know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? I swear, I used to get... People used to think, like, oh, she's so st- stuck up. Like, she's so, like, whatever. Because I wouldn't have a lot to say. I would shut the fuck up because I didn't want people to judge what I had to say. Mm. You know? And, oh, so- it, and it wasn't like I was stush for real, but it's like, if I say that, it's probably not the nicest thing in the world. So if I say <laughs> that, people are going to think I'm crazy. Oh, okay, so okay. I should I know shut the mean. fuck up. But now I can see how people could look at me and be like, why is she like that? <laughs> she thinks she's better than everybody because she's sitting in the corner quiet. I really have a lot to say, but I don't want people to think like that girl's out of off her rocker. Like, No, I didn't think that about you. I didn't think you were stuck up or stush. Really? No. I feel like that's the most common thing I got. No, I thought you were a perfectionist for sure. It mm-hmm. was it was giving scary. <laughs> She was like super f- perfectionist. Like, this girl cares too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really taught me, honestly. It taught me a lot too. Like, just like the little things, like, they matter. They do matter. So it takes a, a very, like, wise person to even see that they matter at, at such a young age. <laughs> but it really made me to, like, I was like, all right, like, when you see the bigger picture for things and you put it together, you're like, all right, she made sense of what she was saying. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, coming from a bad place with you. You were just definitely a perfectionist and it scared the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> that was scared, y'all. 
No, but oh. that puts that. But when you are perfectionist in that way, it puts a lot of um, it puts puts a lot of like pressure on other people to yeah. be the same way. And I don't want anybody to feel like because I'm crazy. Yeah, and I'm anal <laughs> about certain things. No one else should have to feel that way. But I can see how like my presence coming off so hard about like what I care about will make other people feel like I'm putting that pressure on you too. No, but it forces you to care. It definitely forces you to care when you may have not even like some. Sometimes it's like. Some people, we all grew up in different communities and different places, like, by different parents. So sometimes it's not that you don't care, but it's like, I didn't see it that way. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't see that that would have made such a big impact on, like, the overall, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, seeing it that way is like, oh, okay, like, this is good to, like, learn this and, like, implement this. I she's trying to sweeten it up. It's it's true. I might have been a little weird. It's okay. It's true. Jordan was, (laughs) we were in a sorority together, so we have a lot of experience, like, doing programs and, like, building what we would call decks now. Like, yeah. we put on a lot of events and hosted a lot of community service. And all of us were so passionate about, like, different things that, like, sometimes when we got together, it it was, like, chaos. But, like, it wasn't, like, from a negative place, like, oh, I hate hate this girl's idea. It was, like, the passion. <laughs> well, we were some passionate We were some passionate individuals at a young age. And, like, working together like that forced us to hone our skills. And that's why it's so easy to work with you now in, yeah. like, a professional capacity because it's, like, I know, no, it, even as intense as conversations can get in meetings, which I'm sure our team probably is like, <laughs> do they like each other? Do they hate <laughs> each other? Are they fighting? Is it, we know, like, the ultimate goal is to put on, like, a good event, put out a good product of work. Like, mm-hmm. it's never, like, personal. It's always, like, our intention is always for for either of us to be the best and show the best when we are talking about our company. So yeah. that passion is, like, it's good. Like, I circling back. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Like, it was yeah. good. Um, so how do you define your own path, path through life without letting, like, outside factors influence you? Um, well, these days... I honestly, like, just do what I want to do. Like, I'm somebody who, because I spent so long, like, the fear of not being perfect paralyzed me for so long. Mm-hmm. I feel like I missed out on a lot. Do you? I do. Like, like what? Like. I'm going to tell you right now if you missed out or not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I didn't have as much fun as I could have had in college. Full stop. Like, I did a couple of, like, fun, why Why did you do that, bitch, you could have died moments. Like, uh-huh. but only, like, a couple. Like, okay. I should have been doing that more often. I had no whole face. And I'm not saying, like, you know, this is not to say that I wanted to be one or not. But, like, I say all this to say... You need a good I whole was, face. You need a good whole face. And not necessarily... It's not necessarily just about the sex, but it's, like, the it's interaction. It's not about the sex. It's about the interaction with men and exactly. learning how to, like, play the game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, right me, away. I'm a relationship girl. Yeah. As soon as I like somebody, oh, you... We in a relationship. Yeah. So, and I spent Same. so much time, like... Focusing on these men, like a singular men at such a long, a young age, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, if you meet him when you're this age and y'all interact for so long, you've missed out on like how to not finesse. I don't say, I don't mean finesse in like play men, but I'm saying like you don't realize how to date well. Yeah. You don't, you don't. realize how to like not get yourself so invested in the, in the little shit mm-hmm. and like hope that turns into something big. I should have been dating, and if that didn't feel good, move on to the next, or find somebody who I like to eat with, and somebody who I like to do shit with, and somebody who I like to watch movies with, yeah. and just had some fun, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, at, at almost 30, that's, that's the tw- type of shit I'm trying to figure out, <laughs> and I feel like, oh, no, I want to be in a relationship, for real, because now I have the, the means, and the funds, and the life to be able to do those, to have a real good relationship, you know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So, like, those type of things, like, I didn't want anybody to, like, think I was a hoe. So, I was like, I can't mm. talk to everybody if everybody know everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I should have been talking to everybody. Right. I should have been out here in these streets. Understandable. And that's something that, like, it is what it is now. Like, I'm not going to go try to be act like I'm 21 when I'm almost 30. But, like, the little things like that is what I wish I would have done. Now, mm-hmm. Sam's dating, because I think that looks different now. But, like, every other phase of my life. It is what it is. Whatever I want to do, I do. Yeah. Literally. You have to. Because if you start letting other people and other shit tell you what to do, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest factors for me, one, not because I'm, I indulge in social media, because I feel like I'm, I'm on it now mostly for work. And just yeah, like... You're like on the outskirts of I'm social. I'm giving outskirts. Very much so. But 
um, I do think that, like, there's some, like, social factors that, like, are traditional that we as, like, young women or as young millennials are, like, constantly everyday fighting. Like, the Mm -hmm. being in these long relationships Mm -hmm. and... BBL bodies. BBL bodies. And And this isn't us saying there's anything wrong with these things, but when you want them because of the social social, pressure... Exactly. That is what is, like... Or because because you've seen an influencer do it. Like, I've never gotten into, like, influencer culture mm-hmm. because I just feel like it's just so unauthentic. Like, yeah. I think t- the, the, the act of being paid to say something and forcing people to buy it, even if it's not something you traditionally indulge in, I feel like that's, like, coarse yeah. and, like, fake yeah. and phony. So I just never... I never really fucked with it. But um, I think a lot of people, they they don't really know like what they want for themselves out of life so they listen to maybe their friends or they listen to what they hear or or the whatever influences trending at the moment or whatever is going on in pop culture and they take those things and they apply it to their own lives and I feel like that's like so strange like mm-hmm. life is so subjective like you're on your own path right and if you start to pull from other people and take what their ideas are you're going to start skewing to to left or to right or to up and down like you're starting to go in a different direction that that wasn't intended for you Mm -hmm. so it starts to it starts to just become weird yeah it starts to get it gets weird really fast and for me I just try to like focus like on myself if it's not like something I've prayed about like whenever I pray about something it happens Mm -hmm. so I really already know like the the formula to figuring out if something is for me or if it's not for me because I have to just look at myself and just say I just have to look at myself and say God is this for me and once he gives me the answer I I literally feel like I know um, the next steps and I just want to encourage people to really figure out how to not let outside factors affect you the BBL trend, that's going to fade. You know what I'm saying? What's I mean, going to happen? Kardashians when... getting their shit reversed now. Okay. Now, okay, people are getting their stuff reversed. So now is, are other people going to get their stuff reversed? Because people... You know what I'm saying? Like, if you did it for you, yeah. you would keep that shit because you wanted that shit for you. You know what I'm saying? If it's not for you and you're following someone else, every time they make a change, you're going to make a change. You see how shit is getting weird? Yeah. You know what? Speaking of, like following trends and stuff like that, I would say one of the reasons that I've not been in a rush to have a child is because I want to make sure that by the time I have kids, I can I can create, I can raise the most self-aware, like, children who are not victims to social pressure. Like, I want the type of kids that have the confidence to say, y'all might be doing that shit and it's cool or whatever because that's what everybody's doing, but I don't want parts. Literally. If my kid wants to shave their hair off and grow a mohawk and have pink sparkly braids because that's what makes her happy, by all means, do it. You know what I'm saying? Go for like, it. I want my kids to be so self-aware and so sure of what they want mm-hmm. that they don't feel the need to like fall into what society says they should be doing. I agree. Minus harm. I also want them to like be their own selves outside of me. You know what I'm saying? I show up differently in the world than my children have the potential to. So exactly. I don't want them to be like, oh, I want my mom to be proud of me, so I have to be just like my mom. Girl, if you don't want to be like me... Be like you, yourself. Be like yourself, and, I, and I'm and i going to love you for it. You don't own anyone. Like, mm-hmm. no one owns anyone. No. Regardless if you're married, if that's your child, if that's your mom, it's your dad. It doesn't matter. You don't own them. That's the truth. They're entitled to live their own lives mm-hmm. exactly how they want to live their own lives. And our responsibility for the people that we love is to love them, love them anyway love them anyways and be support mm-hmm. regardless of what the outcome is absolutely it's not your life like mind your business and honestly. i think that's hard for a lot of parents like that their kids lives are not their own especially parents who didn't get to do what they wanted to do with their lives and they live vicariously through their kids seek therapy yeah seek I, therapy one thing i will say is i like absolutely even though i know it breaks my mom's heart that i'm not in ohio <clears throat> and that like I live so far away and, like, really have no plans on moving home anytime soon. It made my mom sad for me to leave. But she also was like, but that's what she needs. That's what she wants to do. Exactly. I want to see her happy. Exactly. Like, that is such a blessing. If you have parents like that, I just hope to be that type of mom. I'm telling you. Spread them wings, child. When I told my parents, I was like... I'm starting a marketing agency. They said, well, good luck. <laughs> you <laughs> right. got this. Like, 
try. Girl. Why not? I might be like, so what clients y'all working with now? What y'all doing now? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's that support that just makes it, like, so much easier. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it wasn't like that for them. So it's breaking those generational curses as we, like, continue to build families and stuff. Yeah. Um, Because I, too, want to make sure my kids are, like, the most selfish, aware of ist of them all. (laughs) That they can possibly be. But now that I think about it, when I was younger, I feel like I was a little self-aware, but I was, like, a little, mm, like, when I think back to, like, situations I've been in, like, like, I think to, like, the first day of school, like, in middle school in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. and a fight broke out. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, like, watching the fight, and I go to break up the fight. Who sent me to break up the fight? Yeah, why would you do that? Why would I do that? Because I'm here thinking, oh, my gosh, they don't need to fight. This girl is new. Like, she didn't say what the girl said. Like, but even in the midst of my intention being good, mm-hmm. it still didn't matter because now the girl looked at me like, oh, you jumped in that fight. It's on site. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So as I grew up, I realized very quickly, like, sometimes my intentions and, like, the situation that I'm in, it does it doesn't always translate. Yeah. So it's like I'm being careful. I'm being emotionally aware now of like the things that I do and say because I now I know like it can affect someone in this way. Mm-hmm. If I react this way, it could look like this way. That's how I want my kids to be. Yeah. I want them to be where I am now at like five. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they get to. Um, um. But yeah, let's let's talk about things you shouldn't care about that people have opinions about. So let's start with like relationships. Like I feel like people always have opinions about relationships right yeah who your friends should be dating what type of man what type of woman like right in my opinion when it does no harm you should live the life you want to live you should have the relationship you want to have right for what feels good for the two of y'all absolutely that's just where i am with it i used to care so freaking much i would i would <laughs> i was one of the people who if I didn't think, and this is messed up, but hindsight's twenty twenty. If I didn't think my family would accept a guy for any reason, if yeah. he was a little too rough around the edges, if he was a little too square, like, <laughs> my family just wouldn't know. Yeah. I would be dating in private. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I cared so much about what they thought. Now? Yeah. As long as he ain't trying to kill me. <laughs> As long as he he can he is kind and he is generous with his time and the way he cares for me, as long right. as it feels good to me, I don't give a shit who knows what. Yeah. It's giving it's giving as long as it feels good to me. Very much so. Um, I agree. Okay, so just to be transparent and mm-hmm. honest, we did take a 15 minute intermission just now because when we were so hungry we thought we were we would die we were delirious we were delirious yeah um we're so also two glasses into wine yes that too we also started drinking okay so if you haven't already mm-hmm. pour up your glass we're drinking the usual mm-hmm. okay martin and rossi mm-hmm. never fails us but hopping right back into the question um we were talking about uh, being in relationships and, you know, caring about what other people think about the relationships. I want to say, uh, for the record, I'm past that. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck. Um, I really date people. First of all, I've dated a couple people in my life. Um, I would say real long relationships, too. Like, not, not I don't have a lot to go off of, but they were extended for, mm-hmm. like, a certain amount of time. Some of them were longer than others, but... Um, I really tried to figure out, like, what type of person I liked. And now that I feel like I know, I'm not indecisive in the sense of trying to figure out what I like and what feels good to me because I feel like through my experience, I've kind of figured that out. And now I'm just in the place of, like, making sure that the person that I'm dating or with hits what I need them to hit. Mm -hmm. And once that's the case, like, once I feel like you have the qualities that I'm looking for, and I'm not talking about superficial shit, okay? I'm not talking about he get money on Instagram or... He mm-hmm. do this to... He to, drives this. Or he drives this. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, that deep shit, like, that inside shit. Like, is he generous? Is he kind? Um, uh, does he like to make me laugh? Do I make him laugh? Like... Mm-hmm. Is, he, is he thoughtful? Is he thoughtful? You know? Yeah. How, does how does he, he show up? Family? How does he show up for his family? How does he show up for his friends? Like, who he is as a person. Like, I'm mm-hmm. looking at those little things. So... And to to tie in, like, the affirmation as well, I'm not really listening to 
the words. I'm really just looking at the actions. Mm-hmm. You can see generosity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can see thoughtfulness. You can see kindness because those are things that people exude. If they if they truly feel like that, you can see them. It exude off of them. Like mm-hmm. you can see them do things that you're like, all right, my head. That was very kind. Like that Agreed. was very thoughtful. So knowing that, like knowing that I'm so like secure in the fact that I know what I want out of out of a relationship, I can't be swayed by like what the fuck other people's opinions are. Mm. Like I can't. I don't want the same things as you. Like what attracts you to a man does not attract me to a man. And among those things that I listed, there's so many other things that, you know, I look for that I know that I need to see in a person because of, you know, maybe something I've dealt with in my past. If you're stealing someone else's um, criterias, you don't know what made them think of that criteria in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You need to just focus on living your life. And honestly, if someone has too strong of an opinion on what you're doing in your relationship, you have to really sit down and think like, what are what are their intentions behind that? Like they might be projecting. They they could be projecting. They could be jealous. They could be envious. Like there's so many things because honestly, think to yourself, why the fuck would someone care so much so much about who you're sleeping with yeah. and who you're who's spending time you with? Who's making you smile? Aside from the fact of people who are you know dealing with domestic violence or certain things where their family may be concerned you know what I'm saying but if you're showing up as a happy individual Mm -hmm. and you haven't made any uh, remarks that you feel you know frightened or scared or uncomfortable with your partner and someone is so invested that they are literally trying to dictate how you maneuver through your relationship I would take back take a step back and really look at it from the perspective of are they projecting are they jealous are they envious because that can only be it can only be one of those things so as far as relationships do do what your gut says do what you okay. gonna do and love it love every moment of it um but what about your job code switching i'm not gonna hold you i'm code switcher Girl, I'm a, I'm a code switcher, so and I know like people feel like you know it's it's being inauthentic to do that. But here's the thing: we don't operate in a world that looks or sounds like us. We truly don't. We don't. And in order to make sure my financial like future is set, in order to make sure that I can keep a job, I'm gonna switch a little bit. I'm not gonna be inauthentic. Period. I'm still gonna care about the same stuff I care about. But if if I have to cut out angst and curse words. Babes, I'm cutting them out. Like, it, that's not hard for me. There's if I have to, hey, how's it going? All is well. Thanks for asking. How are you? If I have to right. do that to disarm people and make them feel comfortable around me, it shouldn't have to be that way, but it is what it is, and I can't change that. No. Me showing up as my fully authentic self in the way I speak and sound is not going to change a company that does. where 90% of the people... Where 95% of the people don't look like me. Where they can't empathize and understand. And that's not your plate. Like, and, that's not and your... And I'm not fighting... I, yeah. This might sound bad, but I, I truly am not in a point in my life where I'm fighting systems. Who's who's doing that? It's not your job. I'm just... I, I'm... I'm in <laughs> my last job, there was a little bit of that. And they were, they were trying to make a change and all this stuff. And wanted me on the DEI advisory, whatever. No. And yeah, here's no. the thing. there. I, I thank God for people who championing that. Who, it's who, not your fight. But, but I don't have the capacity at this point in my life to do that. I'm also creating spaces where we don't have to code switch, where we don't have to do that type of thing. I have got going with Ideal Hub and Goddess Culture. When these things make it so that we are fully financially like reliant on them for how we support ourselves... Oh, it's over. Everybody who works with and for us will not have to code switch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I have to spend the energy that maybe I would have put into that DEI board. I, have, I use that energy over here. Yeah, facts. So I can't possibly... Give 100% of myself here and then give another 100% of myself somewhere else. No. And I don't think that code switching makes you ingenuine. I don't either. I I don't code switch at the moment, but I have. And it has worked out every single time for me. Um, If you guys listen to the beginning of the podcast, when I do the little introduction, that is a code switch, okay? That voice is for subscribers <laughs> and sponsors. For new visitors. New business, new visitors. That That's what that voice is. It's a welcoming, kind voice. My traditional, regular, everyday voice, you hear it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think there's just time and a place. There's a time and place for everything. Um, I don't feel like I've ever been in a situation, well, 
let me backtrack. I don't feel like I'm in a situation right now where I have to use code switching as much. Like Jordan said, Goddess Culture and Idea Hub is more than I could have dreamed of. Like, I get to show up as my authentic self every single time, not only because I'm the owner, but because I, we've set a precedent that people can show up as themselves and not be judged. Mm-hmm. So so that in itself is like, I've seen I've seen the, the, um, the side effects of people code switching and, you know, it's not really authentic and they're not really as genuine. And then I was able to build, well, we were able to build, you know, a space where people can be genuine in our company. So it just feels like an accomplishment, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, I think you have to do what you have to do to get where you want to be. And a lot of times we don't have people to tell us, you know, what the next step is, or we may not have someone in our family who, who has, who have been through similar things that we're going through. So you literally have to do what you have to do to get to where you're at. And Mm -hmm. that's just a fact. Yeah. When it comes to code switching, too, I would say if you're in a position where you feel like you have to, let it just be your voice. Let it just be your clothes. But don't let it be you. No, and, it can't be And you. know that you can take that shit off at the end of the day. And if people make you feel bad about it, remind them that they're not providing for your livelihood. If that's what you feel like you need to do in a workspace to, to make get it through paid, the day. but you need to get paid and to make sure that people stay off your back, that's what you got to do. Yeah. It's unrealistic to expect people to not code switch and knowing, like, the the state of the world that we're in right now. Yeah. I've never worked at a place that was primarily black, even when I worked for Ever. a black um, well, company. It wasn't primarily black, though. I interned at a black company, but again, it's a black company, but there's white oh, people. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, truly never had the privilege. So I know that if I came in here talking how I talk on this podcast or how I speak with Shanice, like, in our free time, right? they would be like, uncomfortable. Where were you educated? Right. <laughs> And also different parts of the world. Like, we are lucky to live in New York, New Jersey, where it's very um, chill. Urban. Urban. Yeah, I hate that, like, explanation, but, like... It's the truth. It is. It's very diverse, and there's a lot of leniency to, like, language. Leniency to language, but also how you act and present yourself. You could be from New York, and you could see a millionaire walk down the street, and he's wearing, like, a a messed-up T-shirt and, like sweatpants and flip-flops you know what i'm saying or you can see someone who's not even rich driving a bentley like Mm -hmm. the code switching doesn't stop in the city but what stays true is how you act and how you are as a person yeah i can say hey girl but at the end of the day you're still not going to disrespect me because i'm still gonna i'm still gonna put you in your place however you're not gonna i'm not gonna curse or throw my hands in the air if it's if it's not warranted Mm -hmm. now if it's warranted i will throw my hands in the air and curse if i have to but at the end of the day, you have to do whatever you have to do to make it through your day, like mm-hmm. your life. Okay? I was about to quote a freaking poem. I'm what? so glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't. Um, but the way that you look. Another thing you shouldn't give a shit about as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, speaking from my own personal um, like journey, I would say literally 28 is when I was fully into my fuck it phase. And for, like, years, I wanted a sleeve. And not, like, the traditional, like, big black line, like, sleeve, but I knew I wanted my arm filled up. And my family was, like, not fan of tattoos or whatever. Then I started getting them. My brother started getting them. And they just had to deal with it. But, like, now, I'm so far into my fuck it phase. It's, it's less about putting tattoos all over my body. It's more about doing what the fuck I want to do with my own body, you right. know? It started out with piercings, actually. I remember I had, like, my first hole and my second hole and my cartilage before I went to college. No, I think it was just my first hole and my cartilage. Then I got my second hole. And then I went um, back to school, and I came back from my, I think, winter break. And I was, like, in the airport, about to step on my Southwest Airlines flight. I called my mom, like, just to let you know. I have a third hole in my ear. <laughs> so I know what she's going to say. But I wanted her, I didn't want it to feel like I was sneaking. So I just told her before she saw me. She's like, Jordan, you look like a pin cushion. You do not need all, all those piercings. <laughs> Mind you, at the cushion. time, it was just my ears. <laughs> but you give it a couple more months, babes. It was the belly button. It was the nipples. It was the web. Like, yeah. it was just, I wanted to do those things. It was given you know? pin cushion. It was given pin cushion. I was, but I wanted to be one. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, I feel like piercings are easier because you could take them off and on. And I felt like yeah. if people had too many opinions, I guess I'll just take the piercings out, which I never did because I 
one of them and i also stopped caring as much but like tattoos felt like the thing where like if you do that that's on you unless you go through all that pain and money to get them removed but like those things could limit you for a lifetime without being washed off you know Mm -hmm. and um my tattoos were very much hidden they started out on like my ribs on my foot on my back like easily hidden i could have clothes on and no one would even know i have tattoos and then i was like you know what i think what was my next one that was on my visible i think it was like my arm or whatever and i'm like my grandparents you know this would be a nice thing to remember them by and that was literally just what pushed the boulder over the edge and everything has been downhill since. <laughs> and now I'm just like, anytime I have a whim, yeah. I'm like, let me go get some ink. But it's because I think it looks good. I mean, minus, you know, we're going to revisit this left hand, this left arm, but this right arm and everything else that I've gotten Which since, one don't you like? This one. Why? Because, first of all, one day maybe y'all see, I think if you guys follow me on Instagram, we've seen it before, but why is it so dark but you can still see my skin through it? Not only that, like it's, at an angle I shouldn't have gone to this artist okay it was a story to tell one day I might remove that (laughs) um I don't think it's not the worst thing in the world but I just I hate how I know it's at an angle and it's not as clean as like these I wish she could have done that long story short I had a vision for what I wanted my arm to look like and the things that I wanted on there and I no longer care if people are like well if you have tattoos on your arms what are you gonna look like during wedding day cool as fuck bro <laughs> you know, like right. we're old. I'm gonna have stories to tell my grandkids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like your auntie and uncle are on my arm and you guys never got to meet my mom, but when I was thinking, you know what I'm saying, this was about her and like, you know? Yeah. Like it it provides a story and I also have ADHD and need to be reminded of things. So those are also on my body as well. But yeah, I really do not give a shit. I'm here for that. Um, I don't have any tattoos or any, like, crazy piercings outside of just, like, my ears. But I did consider my nose at one point. Did consider my nipple. But one of my friends told me the story how she, it was so painful, she only got one nipple. And I almost did, too. Yeah. So, was that Kendra? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely Kendra. But um, after that, I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound like me. I think I'm more so afraid of needles. But... Mm. I do think I love the expression of tattoos. I've been to multiple tattoo shops, seen people get tatted, all types of stuff. I just don't think needles are for me. However, the way I look um, in the office definitely has been an issue I've faced, like, throughout my life as far as, like, switching my hair. Mm-hmm. People um, are like, wow, just yesterday just, you had long, straight, whatever, and now yesterday. you have braids. Like, right. If you know me, like, from growing up, I've been a YouTube girl. Like, I've always, like, looked to YouTube, learned new hairstyles, done it myself, switched my hair every two weeks. Like, literally since I was, like, born, probably. Um, So, I've definitely encountered times in the office where people are like, oh, like, how long is your hair? Or is that your hair? And and I can tell you guys right now, I lied every single time. (laughs) Did you? Yes. What were you saying? I would, every time, every person, I would make up something different. Oh, my gosh. Like, they would be like, oh, like, how long is your hair? But oh, girl, like, the braids, when I take it out, it's, like, down my, girl, lies and lies. Because I just never felt, like, I just, I never felt, like, I needed to explain myself. Yeah. So, part of it was, like, yeah, part of it was, like, why do I need to tell y'all the truth? Like, who the fuck are Mm y'all? Right? And then the other part of it is, like, this is fun. (laughs) Let's see what I can get them to believe. And they will literally believe yeah. whatever you say. But um, very, like, easily I realize, like, one, I don't have to... I'm not responsible to teach anyone shit about shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Information is easily accessible, mm-hmm. okay? Ooh, Just like great. I go on YouTube to look at hair styles, someone who's interested in black hair or interested in switching your hair often can go, look, it's accessible. Yeah. It's not hidden. Um, I think ignorance is not bliss, mm-hmm. okay? So don't come to me and ask me questions. Not when y'all calling them Bodeg braids. Right. Go to Google. Go to Google. Um, but now, I don't give a fuck, I, especially now because I work in a lot of more, a lot more black spaces, but my hair, my clothes, like my outfits, like I dress how I feel for that day. Some days I feel like it's a skirt that looks like a belt. And yes, I'm quoting <laughs> I'm quoting Mean Girls because that's my aesthetic. Like, I like to feel good and feel comfortable about myself. Like, I don't care if it's a meeting with Wells Fargo or if it's a meeting with a small business from down the street. Like, I'm going to dress, like, how I feel and I'm going to make sure that I feel confident. Whatever else is going around around me, it doesn't affect me. And it can't affect you because at the end of the day, you have to 
curate your best self to put out there. And if you've already worked hard to feel your best and do your best and put your best self out there for the day and you start to listen to what people say, it's going to chip away at that confidence. Mm -hmm. And nothing is more unsexy than a a bad bitch who's not confident. That like is the truth. that is the most unsexy shit ever. So if you're gonna work hard to feel your most confident throughout the day, like keep that shit going. Keep your confidence up. Don't let nobody's opinion about your hair, your fucking clothes, your tattoos, your piercings affect what the fuck you got going on. That was such a good quote. A bad bitch quote. We gotta pull that out. We gotta put that oh, on. We feed. definitely gotta put that on something. Put that shit on a fucking t shirt or something. T shirt bag. <laughs> no, I'm gonna wear that shit. Um, but yeah, we say all this to say, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But y'all gotta care a little less about what people think about you when it, when you're not doing any harm, and when you're living your best life and it feels good to you. Just do it, babes. Like if you need some encouragement, hit us up. I will speak a word into your life. Okay, I will find a quote. I will find the Bible verse. I will say some crazy shit off the top of the dome. But Period. you will get the encouragement you need from this side because we are all for y'all living y'all's best lives. Um, moving into the fresh face, this week I'm talking about ankylous polyglutamic acid. So if you know me, you know, hydration is a big struggle for me, which is actually why I'm having a breakout on the left side of my face. I had hi- I had dehydrated pores and congested pores and attempted to extract them, and here we are. So in about a week, hopefully, it'll be gone. But say all this to say, I'm very big on hydration. Y'all know I'm a hyaluronic acid girl. But polyglutamic acid takes hyaluronic acid and, like, puts it on crack. Okay, maybe puts it on steroids. Let's not go the crack route. But it's a very, like, milky, semi-thick-ish serum um, that you apply as your last product before your moisturizer. Um, It also works like a freaking charm as a makeup primer. If y'all follow me on Instagram, a few weeks ago, Shanice and I went to a... Maybe like a month ago at this point. Shanice and I went to a wedding and I used it as the um, primer for all my makeup looks. And the day of the me in the black dress is probably when you see the makeup sitting best the most. But it works like a freaking charm. Um, I can purchase it at Sephora. Of course, you can get it from their website. But it's $14.99, so about $15. Lasts you a good bit. And if you do the subscription service on Sephora, I think it's like $12 or $13 instead of $15. So an amazing hydrator for your skin. Perfect under your sunscreen. Um, great to prime your makeup. Um, but overall, like, 9 out of 10 product for me. Inky List Polyglutamic Acid. What you do for self-care this week, girl? To be honest, I didn't do anything. And I'm not going to come here and lie to you guys and said that I took care of myself great this week because I did not. Mm. Okay? Um, it was Way a rough... <laughs> it's giving transparency. Um, it was a very rough week. And by the grace of God, we made it to Friday. Yeah. Um, but what I do plan on doing is heading to the spa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very big on massages, foot massages. I actually get, th- this is like a pro tip and, you know, try not to share this with everyone, but if you really want to be successful, if you're like a mall girl, you know, those little mall massages. Girl, sit on that chair backwards. And... <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> let them give you, get the best mall massage that worker you, you see. Yeah. And you get yourself a massage. Ain't nothing like it. Mm-mm. No, honestly, Ain't nothing like it. rearranging your body with your clothes on. How do you with do your that? clothes on. And you don't even have to do the hat. You can close your eyes. You don't even know you're in the mall. Okay. Listen. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm planning on getting a massage. How about you? Yeah. So, for me, um, so, I, I don't know if you guys, I keep saying, if you follow me on Instagram, but if you do, y'all know I've been talking about the Prima CBD oil that I put on my body. Um, it works like a freaking charm. Like, that shit out the shower, I couple it with the body butter. Or you can use it itself, but I always couple it with the body butter. Put that shit on. I usually put it on, like, my shoulders and my back and my chest. If I'm sore, I'll put it, like, on my legs, whatever. It helps me relax so much. But um, this Wednesday, the event we were telling you about, um, Black Girl Smoke also bought Gossamer CV oil. And it's a tincture that you... Actually, I, don't get me to lying. I think a tincture is alcohol-based. And it, this is oil-based. I don't know what this is called. Um, but... CBD drops, you can put them underneath your tongue, like a whole dropper full for like 30 to 60 seconds. They start to kick in around like the 30 minute, 45 minute um, period. But it's not like a high. Like, you know, like a high, like you feel it in your whole body. And like, if you're somebody who gets the munchies, like you start craving things or you start slowing down because you're, you know, getting sleepy or whatever. It's not that at all. It literally is like a relaxing 
ex- very relaxing experience. Like once you know it's kicking in, like I feel it feels like the world just like slows for a minute and my body just feels like okay, we're not moving so quickly through life. So, I couple that with the Primo CBD body oil and you will be floating on cloud 9 without like the high of cannabis. Um I'm not one of those people who's like a super evangelist about like things like this. So if I'm talking about it because I really believe it because I'm also a skeptic. Like I'm somebody who like there's no way that you ate whatever and now you're like floating but it's not cannabis, you know. Though this shit is so relaxing. I've just been like coasting all day. Also, I'm very relaxed in this episode. So uh, if y'all feel that, it's because of the Gossamer CBD drops. Again, shout out to Black Rose Smoke, which is how we got these. Um, but yeah, that is a wrap. We have made it to the end of episode 67. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you like what you hear, please send this episode to a friend. We would love to share the info that we have. We would love to open conversations with people who are open to talking about not giving a shit and living your best life. And we, of course, we would love to hear your commentary about the episode. So don't forget to let us know on Spotify and SoundCloud and iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in, guys. As always, follow us and our DMs are they open. open. <laughs>